Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for listening to episode 280. This week, we have a $4 million bug bite out, then back in. Owning a home is about to get more expensive. Big government Republicans. More on the Secretary of State. Getting swifty. The downgrade heard round the beltway. Bailing out killers. Those cigarettes will kill you. The DAs don'ts. And car in the fast lane to the mansion. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my part of this endeavor, Representative Emeritus Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. I think we're both Swifties after this week, aren't we? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> How was your week? It was good. It's been kind of quiet this week. Yeah, it kind of told me I was Very mean. quiet. Uh, what, what do you mean for? Oh, uh, when you put a picture of yourself in your Letterman uh, jacket. <laughs> Yeah, I've got my class reunion uh, over the weekend, so big 30-year class reunion. Tried my Letterman's jacket on, and it still fit, barely. Like a sausage casing. <laughs> yeah, it was a little tight. <laughs> but I let, you know, I lettered in golf back in high school, so I was quite the chick magnet by having that golf letter on the jacket. A good, good thing you had the driver to keep them back. Yeah, I just had to, you just got to bat them off with the driver. Yeah, I mean, geez, leave some for the rest of us. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Did you play golf in college? I did. Played down at Columbus State for three or four years. Took me five years to get out. Played my last uh, four years. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know that that, that uh, female golfer who decided in college that she wasn't good enough to, to make the LGPA, and she knew it, then went into basically modeling golf gear. Yeah, who was that? Paige Sporanic? Is that who you're yeah, referring I, to? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, she's made a lot of money off just modeling gear. Hell yeah. And herself. But yeah, she's got a big Instagram following and TikTok. And is, uh, she does a lot of lessons on the Golf Channel or participates in lessons. So she's done well. Yeah, there's. I think she's the one that a story came out uh, last week that uh, she admits her secrets playing golf is she hits better the less she wears. <laughs> yeah, she said that. I saw that story. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. All right. I mean, that's, that, that's got to be distracting as a golfer, too. I mean, obviously, if you're, not, if you're, on the, if you're LGPA, that, that wouldn't be all that distracting because, you know, you got your own equipment. But it's got to be distracting if, if you're a guy on the golf course and watching her hit. Cause yeah, that, we, uh, our guys group doesn't – we don't have any ladies that come out and play with us for, for good reason. But uh, it's all men in our golf groups. So I don't play with a lot of, a lot of ladies. But I have I knew a, I knew a girl back in college that played really good. She hit the ball a mile, and she she still wasn't good enough to make the LPGA tour. But yeah, she was a really good player. Now I had a boss who was a scratch golfer. Uh, he played baseball. He I think he made the show once or twice. He, he bounced around the, the minor leagues for a while. Uh, and he he had a couple aces to his name. The guy was a scratch golfer, wow. and I said, Greg, you know, why don't you play in the senior tour? He goes, You don't understand. He goes, There's a difference. Because, yes, I can take you on the course and crush you any day I want to, and I can hang with, with just about anybody. But because there's a difference. When, when you start, when, when they move those tees, those tees back and where they put the holes for even the, the, the I guess, what do they call it now, the Legends Tour? 
Yeah, yeah, I just call it a senior tour. Yeah, I think you're a, right. I think it's a legends now. It's a, it's 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 a, it's a different world. Yep. You know, e- even if they're playing the same courses that he's that's what he said, even if they're playing the same courses I play, they're not playing the same courses I play. They're they're playing from the tips, and the whole location is damn near impossible. That is very true. It's a whole different game. So we have updates from a couple of previous uh, stories. Uh, the bed bug update from Fulton County. This is the this is the guy who was eaten to death by bugs in his cell. Yeah, he was just arrested back. He was actually arrested back on June twelfth, twenty twenty two, for just misdemeanor simple battery, and was held in Fulton County Jail because he was unable to make the twenty five hundred dollars bail. So he was arrested. His bail was twenty five hundred dollars. Couldn't make it. And it ends up dying in prison. Or actually, they transferred him to a psychiatric wing of the jail due to mental health issues, and then. Three months later, he uh, he passed away, and they it was I think when they looked at his cell, there were insects and bed bugs all in the cell. Yeah, uh, empty food containers where he wasn't cleaning stuff up. Yeah, uh, probably not cleaning. I'm sure he wasn't cleaning himself up. Uh, yeah. It's it's reported that jail staff and medical staff noticed that his physical deterioration deterioration and did not do anything about it yeah didn't do anything to help him so his family ended up suing fulton county and the commissioners voted this week to award his family of lashawn thompson is his name uh, four million dollars yeah it's a very sad story i mean we talk a lot about this on the we talk there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about bail almost on our podcast and it's a big topic in Georgia right now is, um, you know, what should bail be? How much leeway should judges have for setting bail and and people spending an inordinate amount of time in jail before they're ever convicted of a crime? You know, when you spend more time in jail than you would get if you were convicted. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, and I think this, 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 this actually drives it. With uh, conviction numbers, uh, you know, if you, it, this isn't even Fanny in, in, in Fulton County because this is the solicitor's office. It's, it's a misdemeanor. Right. Um, but when you're in jail for three months and had been convicted of of, uh, of assault, he probably would have spent two days in jail. Yep. I think it definitely drives conviction numbers like you just talked about. And it makes people plead a lot sooner. And yeah. You, plead guilty to crimes because they're. Yeah, you're getting out sooner than here. staying in, going through a, a drug out trial. Yeah, here, sign this. Plead guilty. We'll have you out tomorrow. Yep, exactly. Time served. A lot more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens all the time. And it, guilty or not. Oh yeah. Now, now this guy, the guy was a nutcase. Uh, but he he needed he needed a mental institution, not to be thrown thrown in a cell, and forgotten about. And just have th- yep. food thrown through the slot uh, twice a day. I know it's yeah it's a terrible sad story because he obviously didn't have the facilities to 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 care for himself. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a horrible story. Um, I don't know. Four million to this family is probably a life changing amount of money. I, I would hope if if that happened to me that that uh, it'd be worth a little more than four mil. I know. I thought the four million number was actually a little bit low. I was surprised it went more in a ten to twenty million dollar range. Now well, this is, I, I assume, taxpayer money, right? Or is there some kind of usually insurance, insurance policy that yeah. the county has? Yeah, yeah, there'll be there'll be an insurance claim. This this is the four million didn't come out of nowhere. It's probably what the insurance company said they'll do. Yep. 
And the family's like, hell yeah, four mil. They don't realize is they're going to lose a uh, one point, probably probably one, one and a quarter. Two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the lawyers will get one and a quarter. Uh, so they're going to be left with 275 and or 2.75. And then they're going to have to and, pay almost 50% taxes yep, in that. And, so and you, because, because it's punitive. Yep. There's a difference. If, if you're being reimbursed as, a, as an insurance settlement, uh, that is, is uh, not necessarily taxable. But punitive oh, damages fine. are. Okay. So, because uh, somebody has to be able to write it off on on their end, and if if mm-hmm. if they can't write it off, neither you know neither can you. Or if they can't write it off, you can write it off. So something like yeah. that. But yeah, those those sorts of the, those sorts of uh, uh, settlements are typically taxable. So I mean, look, there, and I don't know how many or how many family members are in on this. They'll end up with, I don't know, a mill, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little That's less. That's what I was calculating. And then, then split it, say four ways. It's quarter million a piece. That money be gone. It'd be gone in less than a yep. year. Oh, uh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's like I. I uh, you ever watched the new Family Feud with Steve Harvey? Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I have watched it before. And when I and and look, I, I watch it for Steve Harvey because he's hilarious. Yes. Uh, but we see these families breaking down and crying over winning ten thousand dollars, and they're going to split it five ways. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're eight hundred dollars at the end of the day. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, especially back when it was being taped in California, because they pay California tax on top of the federal income tax. Ugh. Yeah, it is, it is ten grand, and they're—I mean—tears running down their cheeks and stuff. Like, I guess I'm just—I guess I'm, I'm that elitist. That that takes a private <laughs> private aircraft to Hartsfield, and the uh, and the private uh, Hartsfield is building a private uh, uh, terminal just just, just, just yeah. for just for the rich folks, not to get off that yep, far I saw off topic. That. No, that's very nice for the rich people. <laughs> hey, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to mingle with the plebs. No, the commoners. Yeah, you don't want to mingle with the the people that fly Spirit and Frontier and JetBlue, do you? Well, I guess I'm bad because even I will go to go into the Sky Club and get away from some of the riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford a Sky Club, so you're one up on me. Hey, I, I get in free with my card, with the with the <laughs> Sky Miles Reserve card. But yeah, it's uh, uh, go in there. It's usually a little quieter and a little. Uh, the bathrooms are cleaner. That's the big thing. The bathrooms are cleaner. Yep. So speaking of cleaning up crap. We got lawmakers in Tennessee win their special elections, and they're back. They're back. Yeah, they're back full time now. And this came out of the story earlier this year, if everybody remembers, where three lawmakers in Tennessee got expelled by the Republican. Actually, there were three of them that got two of them got expelled. One other didn't get expelled by one vote, but they got kicked out. Then they got or for protesting on the House floor. And then they for got being, reappointed no, to their jobs. On the, on the- yeah, for being jackasses, that's what it was. I mean, they were, yeah, they were had bullhorns out on the House floor protesting against gun violence. And then they got reappointed to their positions as part of uh, their local county Democrat chairs got to reappoint somebody, so they got reappointed right away. And then they had to run again in special elections this previous week. So now they're officially members again that can serve out the remainder of their terms. Look, this was all theater. It's a hundred percent theater. 
when they voted oh, to expel him, they knew they'd be back the next week. They knew they'd they'd get they'd have all the money they needed from from the party to run for this uh, special election. Mm-hmm. And their their war chests are, are I guarantee their war chests are stuffed full. Rolling yeah, into, there's no telling. There's no telling. Yeah, and these guys, you know, if you remember, Joe Biden invited them to the White House. Kamala Harris came down to Tennessee to meet these guys. This was just a big S show at the end of the day. Actually, I think it was kind of a big L for the Republicans. I mean, they kicked these guys out, but at the end of the day, they ended up probably raising thousands, if not close to a million dollars in campaign donations. To me, Republicans sort of had egg on their face because of this. They even though care. I don't, even though I don't mind them kicking these guys out of office, because I do think what they did was was just being a total jackass. Yeah, we we talked we talked about it before, but the one of them, one of the guys, uh, when he was running for student student body president, or whatever, when he was in college, was oh, you know, I want to be <laughs> uh, a student government. That is for all the students, and and now yeah, it's all totally this, all different sudden, voice. Yeah, Yo, yeah, yeah. He, he 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 panders to whoever to whoever to whoever he's talking to. It just yep. that that's that, that uh, especially at that level, that takes a special level of of just being a political scumbag. Oh, we, yeah. we expect oh. it from Congress. We expect it from our senators. Uh, oh, Kelly Loeffler, does this hat make me look poor? <laughs> But, yeah, uh, we've talked about her five hundred dollar jeans before. Yeah, yeah, them tight and fitting jeans, old Conway Twitty. <laughs> but yeah, it, it may be it may be an L for the for for for, for the grand old party on that. I I don't know. They just individual individual uh, Republicans that are in the House up there can can go back to their their constituents say, I stood up for you. Yes, I think they can put it on the Meller. So yeah, I mean this is a this is probably a Meller or. Something on the mellow for both parties, Democrat, Democrats and Republicans. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not. <laughs> neither party wants wants to. Actually, both parties are happy about what happened. They didn't. They didn't yep, want exactly. They didn't, the best thing about having Pelosi in office is they give they give us a devil to point at. Yep. And that goes for both sides. I agree. Do you want me to introduce this next story, Dave? I thought it was right up your alley. Go for it. <laughs> so if everybody remembers, earlier this year, Biden targeted uh, gas stoves. So Democrats are trying to eliminate gas stoves for consumers, not necessarily restaurants. They can still have gas stoves, but they're trying to eliminate gas stoves. And now it sounds like they have gone after hydrofluorocarbons, which I will let you explain. HFCs. All right, R410A is the standard refrigerant you're going to find in most uh, home air conditioning systems. Uh, most business, you're going to find R410A, and and large commercial applications there there are some there are some other even even up to using ammonia. Ammonia is a is a hell of a refrigerant. It's just dangerous to handle. So anyway, uh, this last year they cut production by ten percent. It about doubled the cost of our 410A. Wow! And, and again, when, when the guy when the guy comes to your house and he, and he grabs gauges and walks to the side of your house and he has a can in his, in his hand in his hand when he comes back to the truck, say, "Hey, you're 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 a pound and a half light on refrigerant. We're going to top you off." Yeah, I just had that done a while back. 
Yeah, so that's exactly where where those those HSCs are going is is into into your into your uh, air conditioner. Also, so what is the you, alternative to these guys? So they're uh, what are they doing? Announcing forty percent production cut. So it just means those are going to be more scarce and uh, and in the it, marketplace. Is that what it? And it also is going to yes. raise the price. But okay, it's all and it's going to raise the price of, of individual pieces of equipment also because when yep. you buy when you buy an air conditioner, it comes pre charged with fifteen or twenty feet depending on the manufacturer. Okay, uh, 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 that's in there. So you know. That goes directly into the price of, of buying buying equipment. Uh, I think the idea behind this is the conversation that, that I have twenty times a week. Do you want to sink a thousand dollars into a fifteen year old piece of equipment, or do you want to talk about replacing it? And that's really the I think what they're pushing is they're pushing to get rid of. The, the older pieces, the less less efficient pieces of equipment, the 10 seer, the yep, 8 seer. replace them with the newer ones. Yep. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> so they can't they can't mandate you buy new equipment, but they can make maintaining your older equipment extremely expensive. Yep, that's what it is. Yep, definitely. So I don't this, understand this push by Democrats, though, to continue to crack down on what consumers use and need at home. It's like... This big struggle between this is directly related to some of this is environmental type EPA regulations that they're passing, but all the stuff that they're doing, whether or not it's getting rid of gas stoves or making your place your your air conditioning unit, is driving up the cost for consumers. Absolutely. Uh, are, are, are we not putting two and two together here? So Biden, on one hand, is saying he's doing everything he can to for Biden for Bidenomics or whatever he calls it, but then on the other hand, all these government agencies are making it harder to do business. And it's making it more expensive for consumers. Well, you know, and I see realtors and, and I and, and mortgage brokers advertising, and they're always saying, saying how you know the the payments you make on your house versus what you pay in rent, and mm-hmm. how, how expensive renting is. Well, they have to understand when you own a house, your cashier goes out, you don't get to call the landlord; you are the landlord. <laughs> right. Yep. Um. <clears throat> So all that goes into to cost of, of offering rental houses, or even even on a corporate scale, apartment complexes. When they have to go in and replace that stuff and, and buy new components, the, those price those prices are up. So if, yes, if, and I saw an article. Yeah, I was going to say I saw an article online last week about rent prices in Atlanta right now, and everybody was saying Atlanta needs to do rent control. Do people really understand what rent control is? Right. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Or are we really that clueless at this point where we want the government to come in and tell uh, landlords what they can charge for an apartment or get subsidized for charging lower amounts for apartments? That's what but, it sounds like people want. And that's the only way That's the only way it works. Yes, it is. You, you cannot have an apartment running for $800 a month and put in a, a $10,000 uh, HVAC system in it. Yep. You, you just can't. It, it doesn't work that way. It, you, the 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 return on investment just 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 isn't there when you when you consider all the taxes that go into it and a lot a lot of these a lot of people who rent their houses have mortgages on those houses. Yep. Uh, it happens a lot in military towns where you, where where someone gets transferred out and they they want to keep the house so that they'll they'll rent it out. Yeah, definitely. But this is not just EPA's EPA and the Department of Energy are are kind of tag teaming on this. 
So this is this is going to be interesting. Uh, DOE is going to is going to want to raise efficiencies, which again co- costs more money. The manufacturers are behind this, a hundred percent. They love it. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Yep. Yeah, they they get to sell more higher end, more expensive equipment. Yep. So definitely. And, and on the other on on the other end is the, is the parts manufacturers. As these systems get a little older. You know, if you've ever owned a, a high-end car, Mercedes, BMW, something like that, where it's always a thousand dollars, no matter what goes wrong on it, yeah. and that's that's what's going to happen is is as these as these pieces of equipment equipment get smarter and smarter, and smarter, they have more expensive components in them. Doesn't mean they cool was any better. Yeah, I totally agree. And there was an article that came out this week that less than or forty percent of people in America don't have a thousand dollars in emergency funds sitting around. So just think as these units because you know they, they're going to cost more and more to maintain. So it's going to make people have to buy new units. Most people don't have a thousand dollars in their account. So it's just going to drive more and more consumer debt as people start buying these newer, more expensive units. It's oh, I'm, I'm working on, on offering financing. Hundred percent. I'm working on offering financing. Because <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's the only way I can survive. Mm-hmm. And, but the the problem is my prices have to go up because yeah. the way financing works is is the the vendor me has to pay between five and twenty percent depending on what interest rate I offer. Yep. So all these things where zero percent, or you see that's way less than like Prime is at eight to eight and a half percent right now. They're like they're offering to to sell it to you at four percent. That sounds like a really good deal. No, they just bought that rate down and they're and inflated the price of whatever they're selling it. We're selling. Yes, it. exactly. <clears throat> so it's it's you're paying the interest. You're just paying it all at one time. Yep. So it's it's going it's going it's going to be interesting. <laughs> and and look and I I came across what you're talking about earlier about not having savings. I, I talked I talked to a lady and uh, I said, look, it's it's going to take a day or so. If it's that hot, go go down to Home Depot, buy a a temporary air conditioner, the little rollaways, and plug it in. Get your get your bedroom cool, stay in there, and then when 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 your part comes in the next day or so, I'll put it in. You take it, and you stick it on Facebook Marketplace, and sell it. She's, I. Who has four hundred dollars just laying around to go do that? Uh, I know. Like, yeah. like you, you need to rent. Yep. Yeah, you, you need to be able to call the to call the super and say, "Hey, get somebody over here." Yeah, <clears throat> broken. So, are all Republicans moving towards big government? Speaking of, <laughs> I think about ninety eight percent are. Uh, and look, it's not just big government. I think it's mainly big business and big government. Somebody asked me this question earlier. Are Republicans conservative or not? Or are they what are they like? I said, look, I think most of them are pretty nice, uh, especially elected officials. I mean, I love Governor Kemp to death. I think he's a super guy. But this this comes on the back of the state having about ten billion dollars in surplus last year in the budget. So the last two or three years, we've had a huge budget surplus. So we budget you know for twenty eight thirty billion dollars. And tax receipts are coming in at about thirty-two to thirty-six billion dollars. Part of that is the state's doing really well. Part of it's federal money's coming in, but you know all this is more money that they don't know what to do with. So they've actually told all the state agencies this year they can ask for three percent increases, uh, 
and they need to, and they're basically just saying, hey, we've got $10 billion. Let us know what your thoughts are on spending this $10 billion. It's sort of kind of an open-ended question. Hey, we got all this money. Let us know how you want to spend it. Well, why not sit in the governor's mansion and be a leader? Number one, what's going on at DOC? Smith State Prison. You know, Jessica Szilagyi's uh, pet project down there. <clears throat> Yeah, the Georgia Virtue continues to document all the issues at that prison. If that prison was never meant to hold uh, the the level of inmates they have, and I'm not talking about the not the number either, but it was never meant to house very very dangerous maximum security prisoners. It was supposed to be a medium security prison, more like a dorm. But it's they got the worst of the worst in there, and they they run the show. How about investing in some cell phone jammers inside the inside the jail so oh, no. inmates can't call out, except except on approved phones? I doubt if those things are in the in the budget uh, or in that ten million dollar budget that they're requesting. It would be interesting to see if the DFC requests more funds for projects like that. No, they'll I'm request- assuming that it's probably not going to be there. though. no, they'll request more funds to, for to raise pay. Yep. Which which is fine to say we need to attract more, more correctional officers because they, they don't have enough correctional officers in these in these prisons. Yeah, you know, it's dangerous Oop. for the officers too. Oh, it's totally dangerous. Yeah, what's so interesting about all this money though is I remember back in 2020 when our when we had to shrink the budget by 10. percent Do you remember uh, where most Georgia agencies where Governor Kemp came down and said for the 2021 budget, we had to shrink it by 10%. You've never seen so many lawmakers sweating and running around looking like they were terrified of cutting the budget 10%. And now this year they'll be able to spend that 10 billion and every lawmaker's walking around like a rooster now because they know they can fund all this pet projects. They can give all the government workers increases. Teachers will get more money in the budget next year. So it's always interesting when you look at that, whenever the government has to cut, which you would think Republicans and conservatives would want to do is cut the budget because that's what most of them talk about when they're running for office. They, they don't know what to do when they have to cut. But boy, when they got some extra money, it's like just everybody smiles and giggles. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> Republicans <laughs> run like libertarians and govern like Democrats. Oh, 100%. It's just... Uh, it's amazing at what they when they get money like this, what they'll spend it on. No, it's it's like it's like they're walking into the strip bar with a with a handful oh, just of a bills handful of ones, and, yeah, and just make it rain. Yep. So next year there will be it will be raining in Georgia, but it'll be dollar bills. Uh, and and look, that what they'll end up doing is they'll give taxpayers back a five hundred dollar check or a thousand dollar check, and it'll be like, hey guys, we gave y'all back a thousand dollar check. And in the meantime, they're spending $5 billion on raising or expanding government programs in Georgia and giving more raises and more benefits to the to all these agencies around Georgia when they could pit, potentially close some of these guys. We don't even need all the state agencies we've got in the state of Georgia. But, yeah, that's, what, that's what's coming down the horizon next year is a way to spend $10 billion extra dollars. Reduce... Reduce or pre- preferably eliminate the income tax in Georgia. I know you could. This would be a great time to do it. Governor Kemp, and I know some of your people listen, you cannot out-Democrat Democrats. 
you are not going to be able to be able to spend so much that Democrats will go vote for you over Pajama Boy. That's just that's just the way it is. You can't have no, de- Democrats. No, you can't. <clears throat> if you say I'll give you ten dollars, they're going to go. But we would have done fifteen. It, uh, you will never out Democrat the Democrats. Making Georgia more attractive to move here for for corporations by eliminating the, the income tax, that's that's big. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I would eliminate the corporate income too, corporate Absolutely. income tax right away. I mean, that needs to go. Corporations don't pay taxes anyway, so it's just silly to have a corporate income tax in Georgia. Well, it, it would play favorites. Oh, you're gonna move, you're gonna yeah, do no. a movie here. Oh, well, here's yep. here's all the tax benefits for doing a movie here. Oh, you're gonna build an electric car here, the ugly ass Rivian. Here's here's a here's a bunch of uh, of tax exemptions for you. But if you're trying to run run, I don't know, an HVAC company, uh, uh-uh, pay me. <laughs> yeah, the small businesses get not not that you got a small business, but the, you know the SMB oh, type businesses, small to mid size, really get hosed. While the big boys are buying tax credits from the movie industry. Well, you don't think Delta pays any income tax here, do you? No, no they pay fuel tax. They pay uh, all their employees pay pay income tax, obviously. Yeah, obviously it's still a net win, but why don't we do this across the board? Yep. <clears throat> God forbid, right? Yeah, I know. So we got n- more news for Brad Raffensperger. I know. I hate bringing a story up because I feel like when you talk about voting stories in Georgia now, you get kind of grouped in with the Candace Taylors of the world that think the election was stolen and President Trump you know, one twenty twenty, and he's going, I mean, all this stuff, right? You, you get kind of called a, a wackadoodle. Yeah. But this story is interesting because there's been some really good work done by especially a guy named Mark Davis in Georgia over the past few years. So Georgia law says if you, you know, change your residence, then you have to change your, your vote or where you vote within 30 days of the election. So what Mark has done is he's gone back and looked at the voter rolls. He's compared it against uh, the National Change of Address database. And he's found all these individuals that moved in Georgia and should have voted in another county. So it's like I live in Pike County. You know, if I move to Spalding County, I'm supposed to change my voter. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to change where I vote to Spalding County within 30 days of moving. Well, what we found is all these people then voted in the previous county they lived in. And, and, and that's illegal according to state law. So basically, Mark has just given the Secretary of State's office all this data and said, go investigate it. And the Secretary of State's office keeps like just sort of blowing it off, right? You know, Gabe Sterling up there is the chief operating officer. Brad Raffensperger, they won't address any of this stuff and they won't talk about it. They just say this is kind of normal activity. You know, Gabe, you know, Gabe Sterling said the realities are normal, everyday Georgians who are just trying to exercise the right to vote in a very weird way. Well, if you vote in the wrong county, you're, you're taking a vote away from somebody else. So I don't believe this would have changed the election in Georgia, but it could have changed some county commission races. It could have changed some state representative races or state Senate races. So it's just this flippant attitude by the Secretary of State's office that you continue to get, and it's not taking any responsibility for what happened in 2020 and will happen again next year. And there's no way. Sorry to, about to, the rant. <laughs> there's no. There's no way to find those votes. There's. There's no. Uh, but you, but they know who did it. I mean, it's illegal to do it. They can clearly see when somebody moves and changes their residence. 
that they voted illegally. So look, I don't I don't want to go put these people in jail or anything, but there's got to be a way with all the technology we've got in today's world to make this process better. Um, it's just there there's you can't continue to do this and have thirty thousand plus people illegally vote every election. Well, when you start talking about cross agencies and things like that. If I go to pull a permit, and I haven't pulled a permit in whatever municipality before, I have to take either a digital copy or a physical copy of my license, mm-hmm. my, my, my warm air license. They're a county agency. Why don't they just do the same thing I do and go to the Secretary of State's website, put my name in there, and boom, pops right up. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, got to, there's technology solutions for this that the counties and the Secretary of State's office should be putting into effect. And again, I don't think it changes statewide elections, even though Mark found a lot of people that had moved to another state that still voted in Georgia. Now, that could 100% change a Georgia election if those person wouldn't have voted for somebody running statewide. So we found, I mean, I didn't say we, I didn't do the research, but Mark found a lot of people like that that just moved out of state, were still voting in Georgia. But he found all these county moves, too, that voted in the wrong county. It's just a big problem in Georgia. I mean, 30, 40, 50,000 votes. Some state representative races are decided by less than 100 votes. Uh, uh, I don't uh, know. I just don't like the attitude. But the uh, attitude is what gets me. There's no responsibility being taken. I, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know what Brad does when he gets to the office every day. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. I mean, I'm sure he greets the secretary. I mean, I, I know. Yeah, exactly. Gets a cup and, of coffee. Yeah, he goes and... And closes the door and waits for the, waits for the phone to ring. Look, I really try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but you can't keep flipping your nose up against people and against these type of when you lay the data out and then you flip your nose against it. That's ridiculous, right? Look, you can do whatever you want to Candace Taylor and all the the wackadoodles of the world that are still saying Trump won Georgia and all that kind of nonsense. But these are really these are totally separate issues that I need to look into, and they're grouping all the people that are asking about the election in one big bucket. Well, you, and they, you said, not you said addressing last week that all. he's just digging his heels in. He is. He's hundred percent digging his heels in on this kind of stuff. I mean, that, that that's he's he, he's just being obstinate. Yep. That, totally. that, that's it. It's it's this this is not logic based or anything else. If 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 he found more than ten thousand Georgians that that voted improperly or illegally. He, he needs to go inve- investigate that. He needs to he yes. needs to find those links because <clears throat> obviously this guy uh, Mark didn't. I mean, it's not rocket surgery. He pulled rolls and compared. And, oh yes, and, it's pretty easy to do. He wrote a program that did it. Yeah. Yep. If if a private citizen could do that, why in the hell can't the Secretary of State's office do it? I know, and they've even offered you know to help Secretary of State set up this process. And at this point, they just refuse to get help. And they may be investigating these people. And if they are investigating, at least let people know what you're doing. And they're not even letting people in on inv- not Not that you need details of the investigation, but at least you could say, yes, we are investigating. We're getting to the bottom of this. And these are the changes we're making for 2024. But none of that's occurring. I mean, it's just like a black hole up in the Secretary of State's office. I mean, all this all this is doing is fueling whoever's going to run against him in the primary. If he, I know he wants to be governor. I just, I, God, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it. I know he wants to, but I don't see it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if if Chris Carr 
could kiss anybody, uh, any uh, potential opponent on the lips, it'd be Brad Raffensperger. Now, look, if it was Brad against Chris Carr against Brad Raffensperger, I'm voting on Brad Raffensperger. And I know that sounds crazy, but boy, Chris Carr is a doozy. Oh, yeah, Mr. I mean, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. I don't represent the people of Georgia. Even though they vote on me, I just represent the government. Yeah, I don't like um, AG Carr at all. So, Kenny, why are we Swifties now? <laughs> I'm not sure we're really Swifties, but Taylor Swift did a pretty cool thing this, this week. She gave each of her truckers, so these are the people that pack up after her and take all her sound equipment from location to location, all these truck drivers, that she gave them a check in amount of $100,000 this week. And it added up to about 50 members of the trucking crew for her. So I thought this was a pool pretty cool story i mean that's five million dollars she gave out which shows the type of money that taylor is making out on a concert but i thought it was a pretty cool thing to give them each a hundred thousand dollars damn that's a hell that's a hell of a tip yeah good for her though good for her for doing this and, and look Not, hey, that that's life-changing money for a lot of these guys oh it totally is i mean you can send a child to college pay off a car pay part of a house yeah i mean it's 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 great for those people that receive that money Put in a pool. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Pools nowadays cost sixty to seventy thousand dollars. So the the last one I saw, I was I was working at the guy's house. It was eighty. Yeah, pools are outrageous now. It's a hole in the ground. Yep. But yeah, yeah but good uh, for Taylor Swift. I yeah, mean, we may no, even have to go to a concert now, Dave. We'll have to. I have to I get us a Swifty shirt and, and go to a concert in the future. No, I'm gonna go get a truck. <laughs> yeah, I want to drive on her crew now. Yeah, really. I mean, all Jackson Brown did was write a song about how great they are. Yep. Taylor exactly. Swift backed it up. So Jackson Brown made money singing about how great they are, and Taylor Swift gave money to them. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a credit downgrade for the United States. Oh, uh, yeah. This came the previous week, right? Where Fitch is the global agency who uh, puts out credit ratings for companies and city governments and all that. They downrated our credit for AAA to AA plus. And this is only the second time this has ever happened. The last time was in 2011. So what does this mean? It means it's the cost of our debt goes up. Yep. So just, just like anybody else getting, getting a mortgage, the better your credit, the lower your interest rate, the lower risk you are. Yep, so we're in debt, $32 trillion. It just means the debt that we have to pay becomes more expensive for the government. Well, the number one uh, debt holder in the United States are U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. And the Social Security Administration has, holds, a, holds a lot of it because they, they borrow from, from that fund. Now, uh, I know this is like, why are you guys bringing this story up? What I thought was so interesting about this is how Democrats have actually spun this story and even Fitch, the, the global agency that, that, that decreased our credit rating, they said this was in part due to the events that occurred on January 6th. <laughs> so, they're blaming, so they're blaming January 6th for our credit rating going down. Two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. Not the $32 trillion in debt. But what happened on January sixth? That's what the that's what's the blame. That, for this that just goes to show that Fitch is is, is being political. And, yeah, totally. Uh, and Georgia Democrats put out a statement on this. That's why I thought it was funny. Georgia Democrat Party 
they said, you know, they said the events on January 6th may fetch downgrade our credit from AAA to AA+. Plus. They didn't burn down the damn Capitol. The, the, well, this the, just the BLM protest. They didn't quote the BLM protest at all because they, they don't want that kind of heat. No, but I mean, look, this just goes to January six is now being propped up there, where where a majority of young kids now think January six was worse than nine eleven, and also worse than Pearl Harbor. That's where January six ranks with uh, people in this country. When thousands died, thousands, yeah, thousands died, thousands and thousands died. And now January 6th, where not one person died except a, an attacker or, you know, someone that breached the Capitol. Well, I forget what her name was. Uh, Ashley Bobbitt or what? Yeah. But she was the only one who actually died that day. And they're saying that that's worse than 9-11. Yeah, no officers died. What, the only officer that died died of something else complicated. It, it was not from injuries. Yeah, received. it's a week later. Yeah, complications from something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in comparison to, to the people at during the protests, burning the streets, burning police buildings, burning police cars, <laughs> right. attacking billions of do- billions of dollars in damage, right? And uh, at the Capitol, the cops are opening the doors for them. Like, yeah, come on in. Let me, sh- let me show you around. Yep. Now let me ask you something. If if your wife tried to tried to have you killed with her boyfriend and a friend of his, you gonna bail him out? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think the answer to that is a big no, Dave. So th- this is this is an odd story. So Very this cu- odd. This couple, uh, they were they met at Auburn. Uh, Robert uh, Shiver or Shiver yep. lived down in Thomasville, Georgia. Yeah, he was a, a long snapper for Auburn, and and he. Uh, was an undrafted free agent for the Falcons for a very short period of time. He was released before before they got out of preseason. Yeah, uh, he's an insurance executive. He t- obviously does very very well. Uh, has a would you, uh, like a seven thousand square foot house in, in Thomas Thomasville. Thomasville, yeah, which is way down you know in South Georgia, but yeah, big big house down in South Georgia. An insurance executive down there, and, senior care living type or senior living uh, insurance. And, and a place in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. He's 38 years old. I mean, he's doing pretty well at 38. I think she's yeah, He's doing well, 36. or there's some family money involved somewhere in this process. That would be my guess. I mean, <laughs> to go to go from zero to owning a, uh, owning a villa in, uh, in the Bahamas, and that, that, that's, that's, that's impressive. Yep. So these, so they, so they filed for divorce in April. So a few months ago, uh, Lindsay and Robert filed for divorce based on she was cheating on him. But over the previous week, her and a couple of accomplices were, uh, a, they were being investigated for a burglary charge down where their house is in the, where, where's it at again? In the Bahamas? It's in the Bahamas. Yeah. And while they were searching her phone, they found a plot for her, her boyfriend, and this other guy to kill her husband. So she was arrested for attempted, you know, uh, basically attempted murder down there and locked up in jail in the Bahamas. Yeah, all three of them. Now, I don't know whose phone got got confiscated. I don't know if it was – I doubt she was implicated in a burglary thing, but maybe uh, one of the other guys, either her boyfriend or his friend. And then they start going through the the chat, and they find out they find this conspiracy to kill her husband. Yes. Lock him up down in the Bahamas, down in Nassau. 
And what happens? Robert bails her out for $250,000. <laughs> she can't leave the Bahamas. Uh, they all have... No, she has to an- wear ankle. Yeah, uh, has to wear Bahamas. anklets. Now, this is, a, this is a gilded cage for her right now, because I guarantee you their, their place in the Bahamas doesn't suck. No, it's probably pretty nice, I would imagine. And I almost understand bailing her out because she is the mother of their three kids, I think. I bet the kids are in Thomasville, though. I doubt if they're down in the uh, Bahamas with her. Well, they're going to be able to, but they can go to the Bahamas and go and go see mom and, and all that stuff. Yeah, they're I'm young sure. kids, too. They're not like uh, teenagers. They're, when you look at a picture, they're like 10, 8, and 6, maybe. I mean, they're all fairly young in elementary yeah, they're, school. They're young. Uh, it's kind of kind of what I was kind of the. This isn't a a twenty year old who just got married and finds out that married life isn't all it's cracked up to be, and this isn't somebody who is now an empty empty nester and feeling neglected. Right. She had a baby. I, th- is, I mean, one of her kids is only. I thought I thought one of them was like three, but it may be six. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe younger than I said. Yeah, but uh, they were all young. I, and she's 36 years old. She's messing around with this guy called Terrence Bethel, who is 28. Yes, uh, she obviously met somebody down in the Bahamas and just started having an affair with him. What are you doing alone on the island of love? Anybody who's seen uh, Eddie Murphy stand up? <laughs> if I had a woman like you, I'd make love to her constantly. Yeah. <laughs> old Dexter. Yeah, but... I'm still shocked that this guy bailed his wife out. I, I don't think I would. But bail. even even bailing your wife out and putting her in, you know, she can't come home. You, obviously, he's not going to go over over to the villa, but put her yeah. up in there and let her deal with her her legal stuff. And maybe it looks good in his divorce settlement too. Yeah. That's the only thing he I spent can the think. money. It's, yeah, I bet. I bet. I mean, I even could have wrote something in here. I'll bail you out, and I get custody of the kids. You never know what is going on behind the scenes. Right. Or this guy's the world's biggest cuck. <laughs> that could be it also. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Stockton, California. Defend the SIGs. I, I love oh, the story so story. much. I do too. Yes, I don't know if you saw this. I, I, th- I hope everybody saw this, but this guy just goes into a 7-Eleven with a trash can and starts filling it up with cigarettes. I mean, he has got his hand up on the cigarette rack, just tearing the rack up, pouring cigarettes into his trash can. <laughs> cigarettes, vapes, cigars, and the and the and there's yeah. a customer filming this. And he at first he's like, "Hey yeah, man, filming it the whole time." Hey man, give me some of those Swisher sweets. Hey man, yep. and he says, "Ain't nothing you can do. You're not to the yeah, company. Ain't tell- nothing you can do." He's telling the workers behind the counters, "Nothing you guys can do. There's nothing you guys can do." Well, this guy starts trying to leave, and there was something they did. Oh, yeah. Look, first of all, the the one employer, owner, or manager, or whatever it is, is Sikh. Yeah. Uh, that's a uh, religious sect from the uh, uh, northern India area mm-hmm. and, and into Pakistan. The Sikhs are known for being dogged fighters. Uh, they uh, uh, traditionally have been used as... as uh, part of uh, when when the when the Brits had India, they they mm-hmm. they conscribed the Sikhs, known for being uh, uh, f- fantastic soldiers. Yep. So after after all this, the guy decides to leave, and uh, one employer owner acts as the bouncer. This is a pretty big dude. 
yeah. and and kind of gets into it with him. And then here comes the other guy with a, what looks like a broomstick. Beating it's a broomstick. Sn- snot out of this guy. He's down on the ground screaming, okay, okay, no, okay, stop, stop. Just keep <laughs> whooping this guy on, on his And what's legs. the guy saying that's filming this at this point? Oh, He's yeah. gone from you can't do anything to you are kicking his ass. <laughs> yeah, you're whoop- that's an ass whooping there. I mean, just, just beating this guy. Then when the, the one dude stops swinging the uh, 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 broomstick, the guy who's holding him down gets a shot in the head. So yep. off camera, apparently what happened is the guy said, I can't walk, I can't walk. And they're like, you better walk out of here. So Jeez. then he gets, so let him, they let him go without, without having him arrested. Then he goes, well, can I at least get a Coke or a, a soda? No, get out. Worried for these guys uh, that they were going to get arrested for attacking this guy that was stealing from them. California was trying to pass that law. I don't think they passed it yet. They said, you know, people stole from you. You could not stop them while they were leaving your establishment. Uh, yeah. I, I was really worried about these guys that there were going to be some kind of charges brought up. And I still wouldn't be surprised in the future yeah, if well, some it, DA it, out in California it charges them with something. But all the, all the, the, the licks with, with the, with the broomstick, they weren't in mm-hmm. the head. They weren't in the chest. They were legs and butt. Oh, yeah, but that had to hurt. Can you imagine just oh, laying down on the ground, somebody beating you with a broomstick? I'm sure it did. We're not talking about your household broomstick either. It's the, the thick, like, mop broom, uh, mop yeah, stick. Yeah, this was a thick yeah, broomstick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. it, was, it was not quite as big around as a baseball bat, but you, you probably can't break it over your knee. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 yeah, the licks were, the licks were uh, innocuous. They hurt. But he's not, he didn't break any ribs, didn't crack him over the skull like I, I might have done. You try to steal probably five thousand dollars worth of product from him, mm-hmm. if not more. I mean, cigarettes in California got to be ten bucks a pack. Yep. So I don't know, man. This is a good time to remind you these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the GeorgiaVirtue.com. Let's give you. Let's have the mule or cow of the week. Yes, it is Lizzo this week. I'm sure everybody has seen this news, but she's had a couple of her dancers actually bring a, or file a lawsuit against her for sexual harassment, which she is denying occurred. Hostile, hostile work environment. Hostile work environment, yeah. Some of the stuff that, yes. that, that, that they were detailing. Uh, yeah, they really detailed it out. They said they were in Amsterdam, and she made them watch performances with new dancers to eat bananas that had been placed in people's nether nether regions. And uh, she pressured these dancers to actually touch people also in inappropriate places. Apparently, she also fat shamed, which... Yeah, fat shamed them, yeah. Uh, yeah called them fat and lazy and, and stuff like that, and... Uh, yeah, this is somebody that's gained her sort of, this is her deal, right? She's plus size model, plus size singer. She's really clung on to that reputation as being this full-figured lady. And then she's fat shaming people to work for her. And look, this is projection. As much as, as, yep. much as she goes out with in public and says, I, I'm, I'm proud of it. This is my body. I'm proud of who I am. And all, no, no, she's not. She's had <laughs> a mirror. She can see what she looks like during, during performance during performances. I mean, I, I understand she cries herself at night in, in a bed of hundred dollar bills. I understand that, but but this is projection. She's she's tell, saying to them what she's really telling herself. 
But you can't, as a boss, you can't do that. This is not, this is not a personal relationship that, that, that the two of you need to go to therapy and, and work on how you talk to each other. Yeah, this is this exactly. is she is their employer. So you got Taylor Swift, who's who's thanking the the part of the staff that usually doesn't get thanked, certainly doesn't get thanked on stage, and then you got Lizzo, who is treating the backup dancers yeah, uh, allegedly horribly. Yeah, and you know, in the old "no news is bad news," she's gained over 150 Instagram followers this week, and they said music downloads have gone through the roof this week. So. Uh, it, Look, there is no bad publicity. No, none. Obviously, none. Ask, ask Aldean. No one oh, listened yeah. to that song He's... for three months, and then then uh, CMT takes it off the air. And then everybody wants to hear that song. Number one download. Yep, on YouTube. exactly. So controversial. It's. It, I'm sure she'll she'll settle, and we'll never hear hear about it again. Nah, but yeah, the, the, we'll never talk yeah, the lady it. said they were prohibited from from seeking other employment while waiting for the tour to kick up. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so we got the DAs suing Georgia. Yes, this came up this week. Four elected DAs in Georgia filed suit against the state of Georgia for that new law that uh, took effect this year where prosecutors could be removed by commission if if they deem they're not doing their job right and they're not uh, enforcing the laws of Georgia. Right. Yes. And look... This Go was ahead. the Dick Donovan law. It was, right. We've talked about this multiple times on the show that it was. Uh, so they had the power to kick a DA like that out of office and disqualify him for running again. For 10 years. Yep. For a decade. And, you know, look, I, I, I've, I was about to say something stupid like, there's no way the voters would – would vote for a DA that's been thrown out of office? Yeah, they yes they, they would. would. They would. Yes, yeah, they would. If if, if Fannie Willis got thrown out today, and uh, uh, they would turn around and reinstate her the next day if they could. I mean, there's just yep. that. Uh, it was look. I, I think actually, I think two things about the story. I think they've got a case in in the in the courts to have this law overthrown. I really do. I think they have a shot at this. I think the most interesting part of the story, and this is why I wanted to talk about this week is the four DAs three of them are from very Democrat counties the other DA his name is Jonathan Adams and he is actually a DA down in the Talaga or Talaga circuit however you want to say that which is really represents Jackson Georgia where Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones lives Lamar County which is about a 90 percent Republican district and one other county to the east, which is also a big 80% district. So Jonathan was a retired lieutenant colonel in the Georgia Army National Guard. He went to Iraq. He went to Guantanamo Bay. This guy's got a, or he had a pretty big political career in his future. He was district attorney, still is. But they were talking of him being appointed to the uh, Superior Court in his district. He's joined with three Democrats and the talk at the Capitol right now is everybody is mad at this guy. I, I, I don't understand why Jonathan stuck his neck out with three Democrats and well, basically just killed his political career. If he, I mean, he, he killed it. It's done. If he feels, if he truly feels that's the right thing to do and political consequences be damned. Now look, it's, know, it's, not, th- it's not like he, yeah. he, he he's going to, he's going to go be on the corner begging for change. He's still, he's still a, learned member of the bar even if he doesn't win re-election as as, as a 
uh, as DA. He just hang out a shingle, go go into private practice as a defense attorney, and make a ton of money as a former prosecutor. Yeah, I, I've just I haven't seen many people just absolutely kill their political career like this. And if if he's, know, if talk- he was standing on principle because he doesn't believe it's legal. Look, if he's standing on principle, good for him and standing up. And I'm, I'm being, I'm not being facetious there. I'm being really honest of saying if he really thought it was principle based, but he had to. I hope he knew what he was getting into because he's done in Georgia politics at this point. Uh, but you know, he and look, if if you don't believe the law, go talk to your local the lieutenant governor lives ten minutes down the road from you. Go talk to Bird and ask Bert to change the law, or lobby some of your your other Republican representatives to to make changes to the law. I think he would have been better off doing that than signing his name to this lawsuit. Yeah, he could have to. We don't know what. Yeah, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. Uh, And again, I'm not making an excuse for him. We 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 just don't know on that if he's actually standing on 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 uh, uh, virtue here or not. Uh, I think the law may have some problems with it, considering that the DA is a constitutional officer, and the standard to 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 remove him is a is an impeachment. I do too. I, I, I think they've got, I do think they have a case and it's going to be interesting to see where this case goes. Uh, but we'll, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I know the people in his district are not happy that he signed on with this. I'm sure not. But it's like I said, if he's standing on principle, I, I, I applaud him. If he, if he read the law and said, there's just no way this is constitutional. It's almost like another John Adams who took a who defended some people that was not very popular. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know that that maybe he's he's uh, uh, taking after his namesake and throw, throwing <laughs> throwing his uh, worrying less about his reputation than he does about the principle of law. Yeah, maybe so. And good for him if he is. Yeah, if, if he hasn't called me, so I don't know. Yep. So, is uh, Chris Carr going to make a move to go uh, towards governor? Yes, this news came out this previous week that Chris Carr's letting it slip. You know, he's building up his, he's talking to his fundraising crew and potential donors in the state of Georgia. And he is gearing up for a run for governor after uh, Governor Kemp's term is over in 2026. So, this is kind of the first major so stupid. Republican out there that has floated he's going to run. So, so stupid. stupid. <laughs> for it's first of all, most people don't know who Chris Carr is. Yes, the the donors do. The money the money's probably there. Uh, I, I I can't point to one thing that he's done that's awesome. No, I can't either. But he's been he's had a long career in Georgia politics. So uh, the Attorney General is fifty one years old. He used to be an aide to Senator John Isaacson. Uh, he also worked with Governor Nathan Dill as a as an economic development commissioner in 2013. You know, his wife was also Isaacson's chief of staff. So this is a guy that's got a long record in sort of Republican politics around the state, but it's more of a big government Republican politics, right? This is not he's not a grassroots guy. This is your yeah, this is your big Republican, big government type guy. Not grassroots at all. So I, I don't think this guy's got a chance. But it's the first first one that's really announced. You know, the things he does have going for him is he's a uh, he's a good looking guy. He's clean cut. He's articulate. Uh, he'll come off pretty well in the debates. Raffin's he will. He'll say he fought for. 
No, Ravensburger won't. He'll say he fought for the, uh, the. He'll say he fought against the government on multiple cases, right? And his agency has, or his, you know, his agency has brought multiple cases against the government. He's defending the uh, the pro life bill, so he'll use all that to his advantage. But he is an establishment. That was the word I was trying to look for a while ago. He is a, a Republican establishment guy. Yeah, I, he is. And look, Doug Collins may be coming on the outside, too, because Doug has been spending a lot of time on TV. I know. I've noticed that. So I think the candidates, if we look you know, if we look down the road for governor in a couple of years, it's going to be Chris Carr. It's going to be Burt Jones definitely running. I think it's probably going to be the front runner. Doug Collins, if he jumps in, he would take a lot of votes from Burt Jones. And then you're going to have Raffensperger. Raffensperger's definitely going to run for this or either Senate. So. Those would be really four big names running for governor if it was Collins, Burt Jones, Chris Carr, and Brad Raffensperger. Kemp would disas- just absolutely take take Raffensperger apart. There's, I mean, yeah, if he ran for Senate, he would 100% yeah, there's, there's, agree. Yeah, I mean, Kemp would destroy him. There's just, but there's Raffensperger's just- strategy running for governor could be, look, if I get in this race with three other guys, if I can get into a runoff, I've got a chance to win. Okay. That's the, you got a puncher's chance. Yep, and that's the strategy, runoff, right? If yep. if you have Collins and Jones pulling against each other, and they would, and then you then you let Raffensperger slip in with a. I just don't see Chris a, Carr getting much traction. A thirty-five percent or something like that. Yeah, he could slip in with thirty percent of the vote and get to a runoff, and then you stand a good chance to win a runoff at that point. It depends on so, how ugly Jones and Collins get towards each other. If they yep. don't. The the losers uh, people will coalesce behind the winner. Now some other names to be floating out there are House Majority Leader Chuck Estration. Oh God! Chuck Chuck was the one that passed the hate crimes bill, which was terrible legislation. Chuck's an establishment guy. Uh, oh look, state if, senator. If you, if you see Chuck's name on a, on a bill, you can. Yeah, rest it's he never probably never garbage. passed a good piece. What I thought was interesting is they're floating Jake Evans' name out, who just ran for house and lost like what i don't know what qualifies him to run for governor just because you you lost an election for a u.s house seat but he is randy evans son if who is uh who has had a few words with i think jessica before jessica and randy may be good buddies uh and then rich mccormick his name's been thrown out there so a lot of names are being thrown out there for governor in a couple of years it's gonna be so interesting to see who really gets in and has right, enough Emma, money Emma to Smith. win a primary who was that? Well, Emmett Smith or another football player. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we gotta have in? a. Well, we're gonna have to have a populist candidate, right? I don't see a populist candidate uh, among those people. So. Oh, here comes Candace. Yeah, Candace. Candace will definitely win and get her one or two percent yeah. again, probably. God will not be mocked. I will not. Yes. Jesus, yeah. guns and babies. Jesus, guns and babies. On you've, seen the, you've seen the horrible meme on that, haven't you? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to watch. <laughs> it really is. All right, Kenny, what do you have for closing thought? Shoot, we're running a late. I don't even know if I've got a closing thought this week. A uh, lot going on. It's still hot as fire in Georgia. Woo! So, uh, And I know you're staying busy with your job. So, uh, yeah. The only thing I got we'll is... chat again uh, next week. If you like what you heard, like and share us on the socials. If you don't like what you heard, inflict us on your friends and enemies. Uh, <laughs> spread the word and uh big thanks to Eric Cumbody who takes our audio and turns it into something that is uh, listenable to Ken Pullen, the man with, with a finger on the pulse of the Georgia house. 
I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week. Catch me howling at the moon